Welcome to the Relaxed Running Podcast, the show that helps runners and athletes in running-based sports transform the way they run. Here's your host, Tyson Popplestone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Relaxed Running Podcast. I am your host, Tyson Popplestone. Great to have you here. Today is a very special edition of the podcast, celebrating 8,000 subscribers over on YouTube where so much of this content is posted. So uh, for those of you who are unaware, well, I think I've spoken about this before, or maybe it's a complete surprise. Each new thousand subscribers, I'm gonna do a Q&A because so many questions come through which I would absolutely love to answer uh, individually to all of you on YouTube, on Instagram, um, and wherever else it is that you hear this podcast. But unfortunately, this got to a point now where there's so many comments that I feel like leaving legitimate and helpful responses is a little bit too difficult in the short amount of time that it's uh, that a comment's going to fit. So I thought I would take some of the comments that people have asked either on Instagram, Facebook, um, or just sent directly through to the email at Relaxed Running and, and, and do my best. Now, obviously, I've collated some of these. I've only, um, I've only taken a sample size. I wasn't sure uh, how long it would take to answer these questions. So I guess uh, have a look at how long this episode goes for, and that'll be a bit of a guide for all of us as to what the next episode looks like. If you haven't already subscribed over at YouTube, uh, make sure you jump over. Just type Relaxed Running in. Um, these podcasts get posted every week, but also I, I try and do a helpful running video or a clip from podcasts that we've done in the past that have been really helpful. So if you don't have time to listen to the whole episode, um, but you could do with some helpful running information, perhaps the clips over there will be helpful to you. But with all of that said, let's jump straight into it. Before I do start, I'll let you know that not all of these are directly related to running. Some are about relaxed running, some are about my running training, uh, some are general running advice. Uh, so hey, I've just taken a bit of a sample. I've tried to pick the questions that I found most interesting. Um, I've only linked the first name of the people. Uh, I hope you don't mind if you're waiting for a, a, a really big shout out. I'm sorry I haven't linked your, linked your last name. If you do have any questions you'd like to throw my way for the 9,000, or perhaps we'll do the next one at 10,000 subscribers, please do that. All right, with that said, let's jump into it. First one, Sarah in London has asked, uh, why did you start Relaxed Running? Honestly, I, I missed being in the running scene. I finished running in 2014, and I, I didn't really have a lot to do with it for a long time. I mean, I, I ran casually. Um, I kept my eye on running results. I was interested to see how the top runners in the world were doing, but I, I kind of missed having my foot in the door of running. And originally, I thought I was just going to get back into it in some coaching capacity. Um, a friend of mine, Brenton Ford, he, he runs a, a company called Effortless Swimming, and uh, I was really inspired by what he was doing. And he's helping swimmers specifically with swimming technique. And uh, I'd picked his brain about his business and um, how it was structured. And I thought, man, that's, a, that's such an awesome, it's such an awesome approach. Like I liked that he's, he was still involved in it, um, but it was in a coaching capacity. And so I thought for a little bit of fun, well, I like the idea of effortless swimming. And I also had a coach, Joe Carmody, who was always uh, really focused on keeping a relaxed running technique. So I thought for a bit of fun, I would start uh, or just see if the domain relaxed running was available. It was a little bit of a joke um, between Brenton and I because it was pretty much just a, a take of his business name in the running world. Um, that was when it was just going to be a podcast. I didn't realize how big things were going to get. Um, and so that domain was available and that's where it started. But it's one of those things that it's just, it's aged beautifully because so much of what this podcast about is actually 
uh, not only being relaxed when you're running, but finding a relaxed structure to your training and your lifestyle. Um, I, I often hope that with this podcast, it's not just inspiring people or, or helping people be equipped to improve their running performance, but have a relaxed approach to um, just combining it with everything else that goes in. So essentially, I started it with the intention of just getting back involved in the world of running. Um, and then uh, everything that's come with that has, has just been a bonus. It's kind of rekindled my love for it. Or, or maybe poured a little bit of fuel on the fire of how much I already love it. I always loved running, but to be to be back in the sport now and and actually aiming to compete in some capacity soon has, has been really good. Um, uh, Jess from Austin, Austin in Texas, yeah, beautiful the land of Joe Rogan. Jess, it's uh, it's. I'm sorry for all of you guys who don't listen to Joe Rogan. You must get so sick of people being excited about Austin now because <laughs> he's moved there. I know it was beautiful before he was there. Um, Jess has asked your favorite running books and movies. Ah, this is a great question. I wish I could tell you my favorite running book. There's there's so many of them. Um, Peter Snell had a great running book called No Bugles, No Drums that I loved when I was in high school. There was another one, a Brendan Foster autobiography that I read when I was in high school as well. As Australian distance runner, Julian Painter, he was he was one of the best in Australia in the 90s. I think he was like a 13, 25K man. He used to get coached by Joe Carmody, who was who's a coach of myself and, and my best mate, James O'Connor. And I remember we went and stayed with him one weekend um, to do some training after after Joe passed away. And he had a whole heap of books. I think it was him. And yeah, it was No Bugles, No Drums. It was the Brendan Foster book. Oh, the Prefontaine book. Um, I think it's just called Pre. One of the most inspiring books I've ever read as well. Uh, really like those. Favorite running movies is a good question. I think, again, I'm such a pre-fan. Growing up, I was so inspired by Prefontaine that it's hard to escape him. Without Limits was good. Uh, I think that's more of a documentary, though, isn't it? But I think favorite running movie. Oh, Endurance. There's a Haley Gebrselesi documentary or movie called Endurance that I remember really enjoying. To be honest, I haven't seen any running movies for, for quite a long time. So these are some pretty old references that I'm throwing you here. But really good place to start um i'm thinking yeah i reckon i reckon i'll start there they're probably my favorite they'd be my go-tos i watch a lot of clips i'm i'm such a sucker for clips and just going to youtube and and typing in sebastian co training and typing in steve avet training and and just seeing what comes up my algorithm's just filled with with running snippets so i need to pay more attention to where they actually come from actually that's a great one the the steve uh, sebastian co documentary i think that's available for free on YouTube. If you haven't seen that already, it's filmed with him back in his heyday when he was training to, um, I mean, he was the man. He was the best in the world when this was filmed. And it just looked at his his story. It looked at his approach, his relationship with his dad, uh, who coached him at the time. And uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a really inspirational one. I don't know, if you've got any other recommendations, let me know, because I'm really open to hearing about them. Uh, how's your marathon preparation going? Greg in Sydney. Greg, mate, um, it's uh, <laughs> it's going slowly, and I, I say that if you listen to the last uh, road to Melbourne, I, I covered that I had a, a little bit of trouble with the calf issues, which I guess is where your questions are coming from, or where this particular question is coming from. It, it's going so at the moment. It is I don't know. It's Friday. We've got about a week. What's the date today? Let me check. It's Friday the sixteenth of June. So we've got nine days until the sixteen week period starts. A 16-week build-up to Melbourne Marathon starts, and I am currently up to 30 minutes worth of running at a pretty slow pace. So I think 
for the next four or five weeks, it'll just be pretty easy running. I don't think I'm going to get up much past an hour. Maybe I'll do a couple of 90-minute runs closer to the end of that. But I've just got to be cautious just to, to make sure those fibers in my calves are, in my calves are, are strong, are attached, and I'm putting some work into them to... Um, I just don't want to rush, essentially, is, is where I'm at. So the long story short, and I'm cautious to say this, I'm, I'm moderately optimistic. It's I think if I have any more calf issues within the 16-week build-up, I'll probably call and enter the Melbourne Marathon build-up and refocus a little bit. Um, I'm really enjoying the running. That part of the preparation is going well. I, I love that. I love having something to aim for, something to target. That's been really fun. Been been frustrating, to be honest, though, trying to navigate my way through these calf issues and, and just knowing how to return from them. It's like anything. Hindsight is is frustrating because you realize all the things you did wrong originally. Obviously, I'm not trained to be the best in the world. I'm just training to improve. So it gives me a whole heap more sympathy for not only the athletes that I coach, but also world-class athletes who are doing their best to, um, to improve and just keep getting whacked by injury so i mean like anything that's challenging it's one of those things that i know i'm going to look back and be grateful for and um have so much more knowledge to be able to help athletes that i'm working with on i i already feel that i've got more sympathy and more patience with injury which sounds funny to say but i was very lucky for a long time so i never really had to deal with it and the frustration that that came with it um all right, Sandy, I think I've, I've written that name. Sandy, I'm sorry if I've got your name right. Sandy in Melbourne, it says, what kind of runners do you coach? I noticed that you do some with football, triathlon, running. It seems that you've got a foot in a couple of different doors. Well, it's, that's very true. So uh, fun fact for you. When I first launched Relax Running, I, I wasn't 100% sure. I, I think I thought it was just going to be a podcast. And my goal was to just help distance runners. That's what I thought. But then I've also had a history in the world of footy, or if you're listening from anywhere else but Victoria or Sydney or maybe Australia, you probably don't know what footy is. That's our most popular sport over here, the AFL, YouTube. But um, I realized once I started that there's a lot more running-based sports that I had knowledge on that people were asking questions about. So it's it's like anything. I think relaxed running has just been one of those things where I've I've kind of just followed my curiosity and followed my interest and I've, I've thrown a few things at the wall and seen what sticks. Some things have been great. Some things have been rubbish. It's A lot of it's just learning on my feet. So, But in saying that, long story short, right now I'm currently coaching. Um, I coach one-on-one some marathon runners and, and some more uh, community-level runners who are, who are just trying to improve. So that's a, big, that's, that's a big part of what I love. I'm also coaching a couple of footballers one-on-one. Uh, a couple of footballers who are coming back from injury and trying to get ready for next season. Um, the AFL membership has has been really cool. That's where I'm putting together preseason training programs for for mostly community level football clubs. Um, but as I said, working together with with some coaches and some athletes who are keen to uh, and some footballers who are keen to improve their running element of their game. Um, I've got a couple of triathletes who I'm loosely coaching, uh, not for the whole event, but just for the run league. And when I say loosely coaching, I'm doing some more technical work with them. So when it comes to running technique, I'm, I'm helping them there with the online technique course. So there, there's definitely quite a few runners. But the thing is, I'm, I'm open to coaching runners of, of all sports because whether it's uh, obviously distance running and AFL are my uh, two areas that I've spent the most time in. But when it comes to running-based sports, whether that's soccer or whether that's field hockey, 
you, you get the idea of, of what kind of training is required. I'll never forget John Quinn, who's an Australian great exercise physiologist um, who's worked with the likes of the uh, GWS Giants in the AFL, Essendon Footy Club here. Um, he's worked with the Australian Olympic team. He said to me that he got invited to go and work with the Essendon Football Club. And at the time, he said he had never actually seen a, a, an AFL game he said, but what he did is you could look at the bodies of the players and you, he goes, oh, they look like 800-meter runners. And then he said he watched a little bit of the sport and you go, oh, okay, I can see how they need to train. And he said a lot of that AFL-style training is a lot like an 800-meter runner. So with that said, I'll tell you that story to say that I think that's really made a lot of sense to me. I don't think you necessarily have to be an expert in a particular sport to understand the fitness requirements of it, as, as funny as that sounds, especially with running. You can say, okay, like, is it a relatively high-paced game? How many miles, how many kilometers are they running in a game? Uh, and you can come up with some form of structure around that, obviously looking at speed and agility and how we can incorporate that into the training as well. But, I mean, that's a long answer for a short question. Essentially, I'm, I'm working with a number of athletes in a variety of sports, predominantly distance running and football. Uh Mike from Melbourne as well. Are you doing relaxed running full-time? Yes, I am. I am doing relaxed running full-time. I was working part-time as a teacher for a little while when this started just to figure out whether there was anything here. Um, it turns out that there is. It's a, It's like anything, though. I think success is a funny thing in any industry because you, you want linear success. So I, uh, I'm definitely doing it full-time and, and really liking it. But uh, constantly looking at ways to improve it, which I guess is not, I'm speaking about that like it's a surprise, but it's not really a surprise. I guess anyone who's passionate about whatever they do is going to um, constantly see things that they want to improve. And if you guys see anything that need to be improved, please tell me, because I'm so open to that. I want this to, to be a great product, not just so it's something that I'm proud of, but so it's something that's very, very beneficial to you. Um, I am doing it full time. I was teaching for three days a week. I was doing a lot of casual teaching up until about two years ago. Um, and then as things at Relax Running started to improve and grow, um, I was able to gradually reduce the amount that I was teaching, which is a win for everyone, because for me, teaching was something that I was doing it, and it was it was more just for a paycheck, because I, I always knew I wanted to do my own thing, but I wasn't 100% sure how to navigate my way through that. So I am uh, doing it full time. I've gradually worked my way out of teaching, which is great. Um, originally, that was a, a bit of a pay cut, but slowly but surely, we're uh, <laughs> we're balancing that up. So it's it's been a really a really um, rewarding thing to uh, to see happen. Uh, how many people listen to the podcast, Visha in India? Uh, in, man, we've got a few listeners in India. I notice on Transistor, which is where I post this podcast, you can see where listeners tune in from. And I was really surprised the other day. I can't remember the exact percentage of podcast listeners who tune in from India was, but I remember being surprised. Uh, it really varies. It really varies. Um, there's there's thousands of listeners, but not necessarily to every episode. I think, actually, I need to, I need to have a look. We're in the hundreds of thousands of downloads, which, which is really crazy. I don't know the most popular episode at the moment. I know quite a number of them uh, are in the thousands. And they're episodes that I didn't necessarily expect to be the most popular as well because I've had some of the best of the best athletes on here. And I think my most downloaded podcast ever is a 30-minute guided audio run, <laughs> which is humbling to so many of the greats that have been on here. But, I mean, if that's something that you as a listener enjoy, let me know because I'd be, I'd be happy to do more of those as, as bonus kind of episodes as well. I personally, for selfish reasons, Love sitting down and, and just talking to athletes and sharing thoughts and answering questions. Um, but um, 
where was I going? Sorry, I just read the next question and it threw me off. I can't, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, essentially, uh, it, I just, I love speaking to runners and doing run talk. So, unfortunately, I can't do that in a guided run. However, if it's something that you guys requested or would find value in, let me know because um, you know, at the end of the day, it's a product, it's a podcast that's coming out there for you. Favorite runner and of all time and why? I think Brendan Foster, which is a weird one. And I think I like Brendan Foster. So if you don't know Brendan Foster, he was a great runner back in the 70s, I think maybe the early 80s. And I liked him because I used to look at him a lot as a teenager and I noticed that his progress as a distance runner wasn't... I felt like I could match him for a little while. Up until we were about 16, we were running pretty similar times. And a lot of the time when I was younger, I used to look at athletes and I was like, oh man, like Ryan Gregson, for example. Do you remember, I don't know if you remember him. I think he was running ridiculous times when he was like 16. And... I think he was running faster than me when he was 16 than I ran when I was like 20, <laughs> which was like, oh my gosh, am I ever going to be able to be a, a top level runner? But people like um, Brendan Foster gave me a great deal of hope because I saw his progress. And I was like, ah, oh, I can kind of match it with him. But he took a monstrous jump when he was from like 16 to 17, um, which is where he kind of dropped me. But long story short, probably him. I was also, I know this isn't your question. I was also really inspired by Ben St. Lawrence here in Australia for the same reason um, Benny St. Lawrence, he was a junior runner, took some time away, apparently got fat, got uninterested in running. And then I, I think the story goes, he went to the 2006 Commonwealth Games and got really inspired again, got back into running at 25. So he was a really big inspiration to me for a long time as well. So yeah, there, there are a couple of guys that um, that I was really inspired by, obviously in completely different time zones, completely different time frames, I should say, one in the 80s, one in the 2010s. And actually, Benny St. Lawrence has made a bit of a return himself, I see, which is really inspirational. Um, Brenton from New Zealand has said, what are your plans for relaxed running? I think I've kind of answered that. I think essentially, well, I want to keep focusing on becoming a better coach to the athletes that I work with. I want to make sure that the memberships that I have available for, at the moment, we've got those in, especially the football world, the AFL world. I really want to improve that. Um, I've had some good feedback for some players and coaches that are a part of that uh, from last preseason who have said what would be beneficial. So I'm really focused on improving that. A big one that I'm really keen to um, put together for next year, and please let me know if you're interested in this, uh, I'm going to um, put together a little interest list, is probably in August or September next year, I'm really keen to take maybe 10 athletes to Alderet in Kenya and spend spend a, a week or two over there, not only running, but just rubbing shoulders with some of the best athletes. And I mean, I've got a, a lady, Sarah Gearhart, who wrote a book called uh, We Share the Same Sun, and it's all about the dominance of the East African runners. I've, I've been fascinated by their dominance for a very long time, uh, and I, it's almost romantic, the idea of going to Kenya for me. So I, I think that in 2024, I'll be putting together, I'm definitely going to be doing this, we're definitely going to be putting together an interest list and seeing if we can get 10 of us over there together. So if you are interested, please let me know so I can put you on the um, on the wait list so that you can have first dibs when it comes to uh, getting that organized. I, I assume that details on that will probably come out later in the year, maybe early next year. So we've got plenty of time, but that's a big one that I'm flirting with. That's probably the biggest one. What would you guys like? Would, would you be interested in like an Australian running camp? Because I, I, I was going to do one up at Falls Creek this year. Was it this year? Now, no, it was last year. 
and there was some uh, there was like a road collapse and so a lot of the places that I was originally booked to go to couldn't couldn't have us unfortunately so um, I, I had to get back to the athletes. That one was ready to roll as well. We had quite a few athletes who were going to come up there. Um, so, hey, if you're interested in that, let me know because uh, the, the more excited you are about that, the more likely it is that uh, that something will happen. Um, can you tell me more about the training hub? I'm interested in joining but not 100% sure what it is. Lavish in India. I told you. We had some uh, – uh, I hope I've announced that, pronounced that right. Lavish, I think I've written down. I told you we've got a lot of Indian listeners. Uh, the training hub, I need to be more clear with this. It's, it's very new, so forgive me for the fact that it's <laughs> maybe been a little bit unclear what it is. Essentially, what I'm trying to create with the training hub is, is just a one-stop shop for a whole heap of valuable running resources. Um, so within that is, uh, there's, there's 15 minute bonus podcast episodes and that's with really targeted conversations around, um, you know, a, a training nutrition diet. It really varies depending on who the guest is. I think we've got four bonus episodes in there at the moment. As I said, it's relatively new. Um, but each time I have a guest on the podcast, I'll add a, a new 15, uh, 20 minute podcast in there. Uh, there's also uh, training articles. So within the training articles, the the members there, you get access to um, a, a whole heap of uh, training information, whether it's from individual athletes, uh, whether it's from uh, scientists in the field, whether it's from, um, I'm trying to think of how to explain it. I, I mean, there's just so many different angles that you can look at training from, and, and that's what we're trying to provide with the training articles there. Um, it's still taking shape. We look at uh, overcoming injury. We look at structuring your training. We look at um, guidance for new marathon runners. We look at, I mean, it's, uh, you name it, anything running improvement is in the blog there. We've also got uh, access to uh, the training programs. Um, there's discount codes and coupons for um, camps, clinics, courses, that we'll be putting together so you get um, access to that and then there's a, a video archive with just some bonus videos that i've done with the likes of um, jen gregson dave mcneil uh, ryan gregson there's there's quite a few in there it's still taking shape essentially but but my goal with it is for you to be able to come there and go okay it answers so many of the questions in depth that you might have and also a, a support link with me it gives you access to the emails where i can support you a little more with your training and everything as well um, you'll also I, I don't even think i've mentioned this to you yet which is a mistake on my part the marathon method is a course that's uh that we've recently launched so you'll get a discounted access to that if you're a if you're a distance runner we've had a few people join even without me announcing it which is a great sign of essentially it's been a, um, a a trial version for a little while i wanted to make sure that it had exactly what you needed in there i'll do an official launch soon um, but yeah you can join if you're interested so i'll put a coupon code for you in the description for that um, especially if you're training for a marathon if you're getting ready for the melbourne marathon it's good timing because within that has a 16-week training course, um, which is uh, very malleable and adjustable for, for you and where you're at with your fitness. And uh, and you and I can go back and forth on, on how to structure that more specifically to you. So hope that answers your questions. That's going to get more and more clear as we go. But right now, that's what the training hub is. Um, <laughs> Blaze in Perth said, do you really do stand-up comedy outside of relaxed running? Blaze has been on my Instagram page. Yes, I do. So outside of running, my other great love, great passion is... Um, is stand-up comedy. I've been doing that for four years. Actually, Blaze, here's a fun one for you. Um, in uh, late September, I've just been booked to perform at the Comics Lounge in Perth. So I'll be there for four nights. So if you're interested in coming to see 
uh, shoot me a message and I'll let you know the dates specifically that I'm going to be in Perth because uh, that's a big one, flying over there for that. That's like a, that was a, a, a big breakthrough for me. So I was really excited about that. Yeah, I've had a couple of cool gigs recently, which is maybe why I've been a little bit more loud about it on Instagram because uh, there's actually been some stuff to talk about, which is not, hey, I'm performing in front of six people at an open mic comedy, which is just awkward for everyone. But unfortunately, it's where you go to improve. Um, what are runners' biggest mistakes? Ah, sorry, I haven't written down who this question for, was from. What are runners' biggest mistakes? Well, I'll, I'll tell you the one thing that I think is the biggest mistake, especially for new runners. Um, I, I think their their goal time is too short. I think too many athletes go out with the intention of being really good in a month, and as a result, they push themselves too quickly, or too hard, too quickly, get injured, lose interest, um, just feel flat, fatigued, and, and generally horrible. So I would say that if you can expand your vision, um, of uh, or your time frame of when you're trying to achieve your goals by, that's going to be of great benefit to you. Too many runners are in too much of a hurry. Slow it down. As I always say, running has a reputation for rewarding those who are most consistent. Um, what is your current training schedule? I'm sorry, I got lazy at the end. I forgot to write down the last couple of names. Um, oh, from Portugal, this one was as well. Oh no, there it is. Hugh. Hugh, that doesn't sound like a very Portuguese name. Hugh from Portugal. I reckon Hugh is on holiday. Current training schedule. Ideally, Sunday is my long run. Uh, I'll tell you my run first, my running schedule, and then my gym. So Sunday is my long run. Um, Tuesday, I'll go for an easy run. Wednesday is like a mid midweek longer run. Um, Thursday, another easy one. And Saturday is uh, uh, relatively easy as well. So the – actually, I think I've told you the wrong thing. Sunday is the long run. Tuesday, easy. Wednesday is more of a session. Did I say that? I'm sorry. It's – got no excuses it's the first part of the day um i can't even claim tiredness just yet and then uh, the other days i'm either in the gym or doing yoga so i'll try and do at least four runs three gym sessions and three yoga sessions as well i've been spending a lot of time in the car lately so the yoga has has been really beneficial to me because just my lower back's been a bit tight from sitting down too much i've got to do some research on how to get on top of that but um Hey, they're the questions that I, I had that I wanted to uh, walk through with you today. I hope that was helpful, interesting. Um, if there's anything else that you have to ask, please let me know. I'll do another one of these when we hit 10,000 subscribers, all right? So uh, I don't know how quickly that'll be. Uh, the first 1,000 took like a year and a half. So it's it's we're in speed mode at the moment. Maybe it'll be next month, maybe it'll be a couple of months' time. But make sure you send those through. Guys, happy training. Thank you for being here. Um, would love to see you in the training hub. If you're interested in the marathon method, let me know. Uh, also got room for personal one-on-one -on -one coaching, but every, all of that is over at relaxrunning.com. All right, guys, a little bit of a change up today. hope it was enjoyable. See you all here again next week. Thanks for listening to the Relaxed Running Podcast. If you're ready to become a faster, more efficient runner, visit www.relaxedrunning.com.